Welcome back to Rad Dads, a podcast where I, Micah Sherman, interview some of the coolest dads I know who have a big heart for their families and an even bigger love for Jesus. Today's episode, I am interviewing a dad of five post-college kids who is also a first responder. Our verse of the episode is brought to you by Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Grab your coffee and let's get started. Welcome back to Rad Dads, everyone. This is again your host, Micah Sherman. Um, Believe it or not, we are at episode 10. It feels like to me these interviews are just flying by. I hope that you guys have enjoyed them as much as I have in this journey of just interviewing lots of Rad Dads. Uh, who love their families and have an even bigger love for Jesus. So uh, today I have the privilege of interviewing another dad out in Santa Barbara. I mentioned before that we lived out there for four years. And uh, this dad and his family, um, just another another friends that really became family to us um, out in Santa Barbara. So here we go with the interview. Fire Chief of Santa Barbara County, Mark Hartwig, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Micah. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you again for for, uh, being willing to be interviewed. Uh, So, Mark, um, I know you've listened to a couple episodes. So, um, what we do on each episode is I do a little scouting report. So, I may or may may not have talked to a little bit of your family and gotten some information uh, to just kind of introduce you, to brag about you, um, and to let our listeners uh, get to know you a little bit. So, you ready? Um, I, I'm almost ready. Yeah. <laughs> ready or not. Here we go. So like I mentioned, uh, Mark Hartwig is, um, the fire chief of Santa Barbara County. Um, you also, uh, were fire chief in San Bernardino County, County as well for eight years. Did I get that right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, a couple other fun facts. You are the youngest of seven kids, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty incredible. Um, I'll, I'll let you share um, who your family is in a little bit. Um, and I got to ask your kids, too, um, what their favorite parts about you are. Um, so some of their things that they admire about you are your humility, um, that you're calm, understanding, easy temperament, uh, you, uh, your humor, your leadership, um, specifically that you're a servant leader and you lead by example, uh, very observant and sincere. I'll send this a copy to all for, for you for all what your kids yeah, said no later. Because uh, they really came through on this, which was pretty pretty awesome. Um, uh, one of them also mentioned that if you were stuck on an island and you had three things you would bring, you would say um, your Bible, your wife, and mayonnaise. That's right. All the food groups right there. That's but, all you need. Yeah. That's it to survive. Yeah. And refrigerator would be nice but wouldn't yep. be required you don't need it for mayonnaise though no. yeah that's that's what's so great about it right <laughs> that's what's <laughs> so great Vaseline, about it yeah yeah um a couple other things uh they mention is that well actually that i know about you is that bef- uh was it before fire that you studied studied ornithology ornithology all yeah. right which is the study of birds if anybody didn't know um, and so I love asking, uh, actually he has, currently has a dead bird, uh, outside that I tested him on and he knew that it was an American goldfinch. So we're out here hanging out with the Hartwigs right now. They're family to us out here and just having a great time. 
Um, I'll let you share about your family um, right now. And then through the rest of the podcast, I'm just going to pause and just share a couple of other things that your kids said because they're, they're too good not to share. So um, your family. My family. I um, met my wife at um, Cal Poly Pomona and she was studying kinesiology and I um, somehow found a way to start giving, picking her up and taking her home. Um, acted as if it was just, you know, a, a friendly act to start mm-hmm. with. Yep. And, um, and I, uh, fell in love with her in the process and, um, we dated for a long time and I didn't tell her tidbit. I didn't tell her I loved her for a long time. And I think part of that was that I never wanted to tell a woman that I loved her unless I was going to marry her. And so, um, she, you know, it was a little awkward cause she, she, she would be telling me she loved me and yeah, I yeah, yeah. was the old, you know, you want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like you a lot and, uh, uh-huh. I didn't throw in the ditto or anything <laughs> and we got married in Wrightwood. She got a job in Wrightwood. I was still looking for a job and, um, what I wanted to do when I grew up. And so she was supporting us off $23,000 a year living in Wrightwood in a little 800 square foot cabin. And um, I was doing research, and then also at the same time, I was working as a paid call or volunteer firefighter up in Wrightwood. That, um, as I was searching for what to do, and I and and praying, God, I, you, you took me all the way through school, and we got through medical or on my way to medical school that you wouldn't have that for me and just wondering, you know, what God had going for, for me as my wife was supporting me. And, and, um, and I ended up walking through the front doors of a fire station and immediately just felt like God saying, this is what I have for you. And really felt home. And of course, so much of what we do is emergency medical care. And um, it all came together. It really, at that point, I could see how God had weaved things uh, through my life. We got married wanting a big family. I mean, we, when we, when we got married, we, we, we got married. She was looking for a big family and I was looking for a a big family. And she came from a big family. We were looking for each other. Yeah. I guess in a way I was looking for childbearing hips too. Um, we, we joke about that a little bit, but, but truly, um, you know, having a family really, and kids really completed us. We both felt like those were visions that we had that God had mm-hmm. for us was a big family. And so we thought we might want seven cause I'm, I'm from such a large family. I mm-hmm. love being a part of a large family, but, but as we started having, um, kids, we, we started realizing how much work it was yeah. and so it kept going down a little bit right, and right. i remember that last pregnancy we had um with the twins we we said we'll just stop at four and then we got a two first so yeah. my oldest one tucker james um he's a pilot my my second son we lost um dawson and that's my wife's maiden name um and we we, we might get into that a little bit later but just um such a huge part and vital part of our family we lost when he was um, just, just, um, uh, just about 20 years old, 19 years old. And, um, and then my, my third son is Jeremiah. He's in the fire Academy and San Bernardino. And, um, and then my twin daughters, one's a missionary or, um, serves with YWAM and Kona right now. And the other one just graduated from university of San Diego. Awesome. 
that's your family. That's my fam. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I could just speak from, uh, from experience. Like you guys are, you're a family that loves well. And, uh, when we first met you in our, in our small group, we didn't have, um, anybody really over probably, uh, 40 in our group. And so when you came, we were like wisdom experience. We put it on our best behavior, met you at the front door, talked to you the entire time. And by the grace of God, you stayed in our group and, and have become family to us since. And you guys are just incredibly generous. And my daughter looks forward every time to coming to see you guys. And every single one of you guys from you and your wife to your kids have just been I've been family. Um, uh, she call she calls you guys her Santa Barbara family. So yeah. we love you guys a lot. Um, so let's get into the interview. Um, I'll I'll say one quick fact that your uh, family said is that you love and can eat an entire lemon peel included. You love sour things that much. That's right. You you yeah you you don't the the all the vitamins are in the peel. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. missing, you're missing it when you take exactly. the peel off. Okay. Exactly. We're going to get, not going to get deeper into that. So, all right. So we're at first question. We mentioned you're a fire chief. Um, I love to ask just, you know, as a first responder fireman dad, uh, is there any advice you could give to any dads in a similar profession that you wish you had maybe more so like kind of coming into the profession, things that you know, need to know as, as a dad, or just um, kind of the profession in general as you enter it. Yeah, I do. I I wish I would have known. I think the emotional toll. Uh, I think going into it, I don't. I I. I mean, you know, you're responding to accidents. You know, you're responding to sick people. You know, you're 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 up all hours. Your your shifts are long. You're at at work uh, you know, long, long hours, multiple days. You miss a lot of what happens um, at home, kids' birthdays, performances, you know, Thanksgiving ends up being Fridays and Saturdays, a whole lot more than Thursdays. Mm -hmm. uh, Christmas is always Christmas Eve or the day or the two or three days after Christmas. I don't think the kids when they're young re really figured that out. But I, I don't know that I really knew how much emotional toll that would take. And quite mm. frankly, in the fire service specifically, but I, I could say for any first responder of law or, or, um, or EMT uh, as well, e even, even those critical care workers in hospitals, um, you, in that business, it was always suck it up buttercup. I mean, it right. was, Hey, we don't hire people that, you know, that, that affects and which is, which is really weird because it, we really, that's, that's what you want as, as a caregiver is you want somebody who would, that would, that would really impact that, that, sure. that would make a, a, a deep mark on. And so, and we've come a long way, but I, I do think, um, being told when I was um, younger and getting into it, that you just like physical care and getting physical checkups and getting, and, and, um, you know, taking care of your physical body, you need to take care of your mind mm. um, because your, your mind um, starts doing things to protect yourself from seeing mm. something else. It, I, that's a normal human reaction to turn away from it right. and to not see it. And yet we're literally in a profession in which you have to see it. You, right. you, if you're not, if you don't have your hands in there, if you're not engaged, right. if you're not in the middle of that, the, the patient that you're working on or the, the accident scene that you're on or the fire, you really have no chance of, 
of of a good outcome and so but with all that said we've done a great job i think the fire service specifically but i think other first response agencies as well or or uh, businesses and and, um, fields have done a really good job now saying we're going to provide that care for you Mm. and and we we're going to get you a an annual uh, checkup for your mind sure, and yeah. your, and your um, emotional health as, as much huh. as we want to make sure that you're physically fit. So I think if I going into the business and, and I, and, and I have to say, because, because, because this is so much about our families that having that same kind of program for your family is important to sure, getting yeah. spouses aside. My son just started the fire Academy and here I am 31 years into my profession and my wife and I are sitting there as parents listening to a program that that the department put on for spouses and parents of of firefighters are getting into it so we knew what to expect it's the first time my wife had ever heard what what she should expect my son our son to hear spouses and and parents spouses and parents and so she and 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 it's the first time i had heard it 31 years into it and i never I, I never heard somebody, a professional talking about what I should expect in the business. Yeah. And so that that's something we failed on all of our first responders, especially when, when I got in the business, but right. I, I can proudly say that today we as a fire business, fire service, it's much better at saying, Hey, we know this is going to, not yeah. if it's going to affect you, this is going to affect you. Yeah. And we're going to give you some really healthy coping mechanisms mm. to, to deal with that. Cause so many of us had just really, really poor and unhealthy coping mechanisms. Sure. Yeah. So knowing one, it's, it's going to be a toll. It's going to be an emotional toll beforehand. And then also knowing that you, you got to take care of your mind. It's <laughs> cause you're, you're going to go through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, moving on to a, a little bit of different direction. Um, you guys are are sort of empty nesters. You are empty nesters, but but the birds keep coming back. <laughs> the birds keep coming back. But technically, you guys are empty nesters. So what have you most enjoyed about that? And has it been, you know, challenging anyway, since the kids have moved out? Um, a little bit of both challenging. And what have you enjoyed? Yeah, so challenging. Um, I like to say now that I'm really happy and glad that when um, now that the kids are gone, that my wife and I look at each other and we still really love each other. We find ourselves, I find myself still wildly attracted to Mm. her and wanting to spend time with her and just just enjoying her company. And and we we know that that's not always the case we know that couples grow apart as they raise kids and they start focusing on different things and not really um each other and one thing we we always made a priority as the kids um, were growing up and we were raising them is that we were a family before the kids came along that 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 mom and dad that relationship was more Mm. important and we weren't afraid to tell the kids daddy loves mommy more than he loves Mm. you yeah (laughs) and i think in some ways uh, that sounds mean and mommy loves daddy more than they love you but because of that we love you so much We, we can't imagine loving anything more but it really was letting them see us prioritize our relationship and so i I do think that help that helps now because we we find ourselves wanting to do things together we find ourselves um wanting to 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 spend time with each other you know we're not looking for how we find weekends away when we know we have to spend time away from each other even for a night or two that it's difficult for us and 
you know, we've been together for, for 32, actually together for probably now almost 40 years, but right. married for 32 years and just still to have that relationship is great. Now I will say it's, it's a huge adjustment having so much commotion mm-hmm. in the house going from that to, um, just silence. I mean, a different pace. Yeah. I mean, we'll pace. sit down after dinner and it's like, and we look at each other like, well, now what? I mean, yeah. you know, we, we, we'll try, we'll find a series that we like to binge or we'll, <laughs> you know, we have a puzzle always usually out on our, our coffee table. And, and we just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just an adjustment. It's a fun right. adjustment. And we love it when the kids come right. back. I yeah. mean, we really look forward to commotion and, and yelling and screaming in the yeah. house because that was, um, that was something that we enjoyed so right, much. Yeah. I mean, not so much the yelling and screaming, but, yeah. <laughs> but certainly the commotion. Yeah, the energy level. And I mean, that was dinner tonight too, having <laughs> the girls just share about old stories and stuff. And like, oh, that's 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 the best. That was nostalgic. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, that's awesome. Um, I was going to say that's good litmus. Lit, is it litmus? Litmus. Yeah. Litmus test to see like, all right, kids move out. Do we still like each other? Are we still friends? And you guys do. So that's, you know, you guys are on the right track. Um, But still an adjustment for sure. I'm I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Another fact. All right. You can verify this. Um, Your kids say that you are a multi multiple time game show contestant and winner. Yeah. Is the winner multiple time? Well, you know, every game show, you know, you get the you know, the constellation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, yes. Well, I was on Scrabble with Chuck Woolery and I won $3,000. So that's definitely a win, but I didn't get to the uh, final round in there. Classic concentration with, with Alex Trebek. Um, and that was a, that was a remake of a long time ago. Uh, so that was before Jeopardy. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know there was a before, before Jeopardy for Alex Trebek. (laughs) And that's, I won a car and that's, I won tons of furniture, jewelry, um, wow. I, that's what I went our honeymoon on too. I went three trips and on, that Mark. was at the time when I realized, Hey, I've got enough money now to, to ask my wife to marry me. And, um, there you go. and I, and I proposed and we, um, took those trips for our honeymoon. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, you know, get in a, if, if you're ever stuck in some way, you probably should do, a, you know, a game show again, since you have such good luck with it. Yeah. You have that in your back pocket. That's right. I will. I've always thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. Um, what has, um, what is parenting and fatherhood kind of still with the empty nester um, theme looks like for you with all of your kids out of college now? Um, how do you, how do you feel like you love and support your kids um, when and if you have differing views and perspectives on life as they really enter college and come out of college where do you kind of what does that look like father fathering them parenting them like i said even if they are same track same mind perspective worldview as you but also on the other end of having different perspectives yeah as as you can imagine it you really go from being their their world to being their fan. I mean, the way, best way for me to describe it is you kind of go from being um, everything to kind of as they get closer to kind of 
leaving the nest is you you become kind of a coach and and then you're kind of watching them interact on on their own with with people and and life and the world and then when they leave you you become their biggest fan you you know you're cheering for them sometimes with them and sometimes just kind of from afar and mm. you know you 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 suffer with them too i mean you know life isn't necessarily what they envisioned it you know you know getting all the classes they need and at school or getting mm. all the instructors and sometimes just being heartbroken with the way they're being treated by people at school or or the school itself and i think we have examples on every school even schools we really like right. where they just the kids didn't feel like they were treated well so much so you wanted to do what you might have done in high school which is to hey i'm, I'm gonna go down there and talk yeah, to right them. and you know you knew that that mm. wasn't the right thing to do and so you were you you were listening a lot you were you were praying a lot you were crying a lot you find yourself heartbroken a lot and then you find yourself celebrating a lot i mean they mm. they 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 always get through it um you know sometimes there's a setback involved and sometimes it's painful for them and so watching them watching them live life and watching them figure life out which really happens at this stage right it's that's it's truly you're not there to bail them out you're not right. there to fix it you're, even though you want to probably <laughs> absolutely and and you know that you can't that that's something that they need to work out and 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 also offering that i mm. mean is this something you want me to help sure. fix right or is this something you just want you just want my advice on or maybe just want me to listen to mm. and and you find yourself doing all of those things um not not so much fixing kids um our kids have been and i think most kids i think most people find that their kids are very resilient they're very resourceful and and they don't want to come to, to mom and dad they 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 know that this is their chance to right and, yeah and their responsibility to figure it out on their own and so we've we've been fortunate and just as an encouragement to all all you folks that are raising you know i had, had a chance to listen to some of the expectant dads and and new dads and um the, you know the the it, those times and they're fun they're they really are fun but but they're pain very much like the times you go through as as a as a newer dad as well is is um they're fun and they're painful i mean it, that's life yeah. you 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 triumph you you celebrate and you and you cry um when when you see your kids going through things that are tough so i do it is it's a it's um and and we're still trying to figure that out because our kids are pretty much you know new into the uh, into that um our our right, girls yes. are still very young and um our twins and so and our oldest one is becoming you know a, a, a man and a and a more grown man in front of our eyes mm. and uh, yeah but it's been fun it's been a lot of fun and it's been challenging but i i think the best way to say it is you you really become your kid's biggest fan right yeah you you know like 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 a, like like when you root for anybody you know you you root for through them through the through the tough times and you root through them through the wins and the losses and that's mm. what we find ourselves doing that's awesome <laughs> And it's probably in some ways just as just as challenging, but also just as fun. But it just looks different. Yeah, um, that's cool. So just kind of that 
you're their biggest fan, but also you mentioned being being available and and asking. I love you mentioned that asking like, hey, like I'm here. Do you need me? Because <laughs> if you do, like I, I'll, I'll help out. But that, you know, being able to ask and offer that to know that that you're there, even if you don't do anything, I think is a huge encouragement um, for them as they start adulthood. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Good way to put it. Um, going back to one of the facts, you are a very big, Bigfoot believer. Is this true? That's right. Well, I mean, one I think said that you might have seen Bigfoot. That's right. Yeah, I I didn't get a great look at him. I mean, I it, um or her. Well, right, them, right? Yeah, what they identified. That was him. very <laughs> that was very sensitive of you, Mark. Now, my wife, it's funny, um, what I, I, I casually said that one of the first times I said that, <laughs> you know, my wife loves to bring that up with, hey, Mark, tell them the time you saw Bigfoot. And I said something like, well, I didn't get a great look at him. And she mutters under her breath, well, they never do. So um, that's been kind of a, they never do has been right, kind of right. a, a little catchphrase in our family because, well, you know, they, they never do. Yeah. Listen, right. I came face to face or side to side, okay. not like, yeah. again, not a great view with something that was about eight feet tall. Wow. It was hairy and it ran really fast. And so on two legs. On two and legs. so I don't, I mean, again, it, maybe it wasn't Bigfoot. But what else could it be? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you what God. else could so it be? You just came to the conclusion. I just, yeah. I just throw the you, facts out. You're right. Yeah. You're like my fan. My dad fan on the side. You didn't really, you didn't tell me what to think, but you are sharing you for me now. <laughs> Where was this that you spotted Bigfoot? It was in uh, the Wrightwood area. Okay. I mean, you know, the a very back part of the Angeles National Forest. I know most people say, well, it can't be. it. Well, I don't know. He wandered in there. She, yeah. they, him, yeah. her, they wandered in uh -huh. um, at some, some, some way. And again, you, you, you came to the same eight feet running fast on two legs. Yeah. Pretty much Bigfoot. Do, we, do we, we don't need to say anything else. No, no. <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, um, you mentioned in the beginning um, that um, one of your sons, Dawson, your second. Yeah. Um, he passed away around about six years ago. Now. Yeah. And uh, I know from from getting to know you guys and hearing a little bit of his story that he was somebody that loved people well. Um, obviously, love like Dawson. You can mention that or talk about that if you'd like. Um, but for those listening, um, I'm sure that there could be somebody listening who has lost somebody um, and maybe even um, a child. Um, so just wondering if you'd be willing to share kind of your process and your family's process with, you know, grieving Dawson. And, um, I was, as I was talking to my wife about, um, I'm Dawson and, and you guys and your family, I think that you can, you've seen families who have gone through grief and it has just caused their family to, 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 just, you know, fall into a lot of bitterness, a lot of hurt and, and become distant from each other. But I feel like just from a outsider's perspective, I think that his life and how you guys have walked through this season, it's brought you a lot closer. So maybe you can kind of speak and share a little bit into. Dawson's yeah. Story. Yeah. What, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned, you know, grief, grief is something that 
we will live with and try to and cope with for the rest of our lives. And grief is, um, she's, as I refer to grief, maybe, you know, as a her, but, you know, she, she whispers sometimes and sometimes she stomps on your foot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you find yourself at really strange times, just, um, reacting, um, strongly, um, but almost always reacting in some way to memories of somebody you lost and with Dawson, especially, mm -hmm. um, Dawson, our second son, a kid that just had such a heart for others. He was a kid who would say, well, what about them, dad? Hey mm -hmm. dad, look at that person or look at him or her. She's out on her own. Or I'd turn around and I couldn't find him. I look over and he'd have his arm around some other kid who happened to be like separated from everybody else and, mm -hmm. and kind of looking like, Hey, you know what, you know, you know, he needs somebody or she needs somebody. Mm -hmm. And so just such a huge heart and, um, quiet, um, um, sweet, and when we when we lost him you know i'm in i'm in the business of responding to horrific situations often accidents or situations in which kids die i mean unfortunately that's just the part of the business uh part part of what i did for a living and i remember thinking man i wonder what they could have done or did wrong in order mm. for that to happen knowing full well that it was an accident and they couldn't have done anything, right. but really not letting myself go to the point. Mm -hmm. If I ever, if I ever let myself go to the point that it could happen to anybody, then it could happen to me. Sure. And, um, I re I, I would run into people who'd lost a child and, and I, and I remember the only thing I could say was, I just can't imagine that I'm sorry. And I just can't imagine. And really it was, it's been like that. You, you can't imagine, um, you think of how much you love your kids and how you would die. You, you would give your life for any one of them and then for, and then to lose them, it's the, the pain is unimaginable. And yet we all came together. We, 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 we loved him and, and we love him now. We love him. We love each other more um, mm. as a family because we we know firsthand that the time that I have this evening or tomorrow right, with right. the girls, I I might not have again. And so I think in some ways we, you know, we we really um, we have the opportunity to appreciate each other more because we we know what it's like to have had and loved Dawson and then and then to have lost him and realizing as we look at each other um how precious the time we have with each other is and so you you find yourself not making big of the small things and you mm. really appreciate some of even some of the silly stuff just i think a little bit more and of course we sometimes we we're thinking about Dawson when without even mentioning him, like we, we, mm -hmm. like we just got together for my son's wedding or for our first family wedding. And we could just, there was a palpable loss and, and mm. um, absence of Dawson. And we could just, we could look at each other and it was hard to not even just to not cry when we looked at each other. Cause it was like, this is perfect. 
but we're missing Dawson. Right, and yeah. so we're, we started a, um, a nonprofit called Love Like Dawson, where we were just trying to spread um, that love. We're, and and um, yeah, lovelikedawson.com has uh, got his memorial service. He was loved by many. Um, we're, we're still trying to figure out maybe in some ways how we can uh, make that more powerful but mm. we're praying about it and we we know that when we come up with what what that's supposed to yeah. if it's anything then then we'll use that but um yeah that's been it's been tough you know for for parents out there though especially as we talk about dads you you can never know what next year holds and so when you talk especially in your show micah you talk so much about the moment and being in the moment and I, it's funny right. tonight as i just watched you with logan and and paxton you know all i could think of was just enjoy the adventure every mm. night sometime just seems like an adventure yeah. right and and you're so focused sometimes in getting through the adventure and you know what there are nights you absolutely have to get through the right, adventure right, right. but every once in a while on those nightly adventures just stop and relish the adventure totally, because yeah. we we look back <laughs> now and say man we we would love those adventures again right. and we don't we, there, we we don't have any sorrow or um totally it, it, you know re, any kind of um, regret regrets at all for for that um i mean you know but we, we don't we don't let ourselves do that but but uh but but it is an adventure and so we um that's been a lot of fun and so yeah the loss of dawson god promises that he works all things out to good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose and and you don't even know what that means we know a lot about how, what that means now we we know that mm. he uses dawson's life we know that the impact he had on people we know that at a memorial, they had over 3,000 people at the memorial. Wow. So many of his friends who we still hear from that say, Dawson had such an impact on me. And um, so, yeah, is it is it is it living to the to the age of 80 and have an impacting two or three lives? Or is it living to the age of 19 and and, you right. know, having such a profound impact on so many more lives? It's um, anyway. Yeah. Thanks for asking about that. It's something that we will live with the rest of our lives. And I don't think we ever en envision going through this, but um, we'll see him again someday. And we know there's no time in heaven. In eternity, there is no second. There is no year. There is no. Yeah. And so he'll turn around up there hmm. and he'll, uh, you know, we'll be hanging all over him and he'll be like, hey, dad, what, you know, what's going on? Um, you know, and, and, right, not uh, a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just turned around and I looked the other way and I came mm. back and you're, and you, you're, you're a blubbering, uh, a fool right now. And, uh, so we do look, um, death itself has much less mm. anxiety associated and, um, wow. yeah. because of that, we know that we'll, we'll see him again in, in a real place called heaven. And we're just excited to see him someday. And, yeah. and of course, all of the other loved ones and, Jesus too, but you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget the big man upstairs. Yeah. But definitely, <laughs> definitely Dawson as well. Um, yeah, no, I just hearing stories about him and how much you guys love, love and loved him. I can't wait to meet him. Um, because it, it, I think it ha also happened really quickly before we met you mm -hmm. too. So it seems like, whoa, this was like his, you know 
it feels like he's still here. Yeah. You know, even as uh, somebody who just met you. Yeah. So love like Dawson. We're uh, just out of curiosity. Um, where has that money gone? Um, where have you guys chosen to put that money in the past? Yeah, we, well, we, Dawson was slated to go on a missions trip to Thailand and um, going to, uh, through Water of Life and, and just, just really joining a team. And so we um, sent um, money for them to build an, an orphanage. And that was what they were raising money for at the mm, time. And okay. of course, so we, we, we believe in, and we're told that they could almost build a full wing based on the amount of money wow. we gave them, which, cool. you know, w would build, you know, half a room here in the United States, but yeah. in Thailand goes so much further, the U S dollar. And then, um, my son went to Haiti and we were able to give money. So it was just mission trips. My kids, yeah. um, serving has always been something that we, um, once we got them, once we got them exposed to, they've really found as we all really do that, that serving, um, really fills a need that we all have. Mm. And so they've all really, um, been, um, excited to serve and and they've they've all gone on mission trips of some sort and so we've been able to use that money to to make a difference in some of the countries that they're that they've been serving in so that's cool. been neat that's awesome all right um next one so mark if you could go back and give your younger parenting self any advice what would you say I think I would say it's all, it's going to be okay. Mm. It's um, don't sweat the small stuff and don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, we as parents, we fail. Um, actually, I fail more than my wife fails, but um, um, as, as dads, especially, we can be so hard on ourselves and if I could encourage it's it, you know, you mentioned the small group earlier, Micah, I found myself as we would share parenting experiences as we often did in small group and met many young parents. I found myself just saying, you're doing great. I mean, mm. I, I felt compelled to almost, I think sometimes stop you guys and say, and that's okay. Huh. You're doing well. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and it was, it's, it's important for you to know, especially you younger dads. Um, and if I could go back and say to my, right. my younger self, anything, it would be, you're doing okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't do it perfectly yeah. and that's all right. You, you're, you, 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 you know, you, you, you love your kids. You're doing your very, very best. Yeah. Um, you know, seek, seek advice and wisdom as you can. You, you talked about it and, and then pray. Um, we, when our family, we always pray for, for wisdom. Um, the wisdom of Solomon is the way we used to pray it is when mm -hmm. they were kids, it was prepare the, the child, the young man or woman that they have, that you have for them someday and give them wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon. And, 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 uh, and as dads, right, we, we, we're human and, and we'll never live up to kind of this lofty goal we have for right, ourselves. Yeah. Um, or even society maybe even has on us. And I would just say you're doing great yeah, and, yeah. and stick with it. Um, uh, and, um, and don't be so hard on yourself because we just, mm. it'll never be perfect, especially yeah. with kids, raising kids. Yeah. That's good advice to just know that 
do your best because you are that kid's mom and dad and nobody else is. And we all need to be going back again, full circle of being that fan, like a fan of yourself, like and give yourself grace. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, last, last, uh, kid story. Um, it was a fun one. So one of your daughters mentioned that if mom, uh, ever went on a trip or to a conference or something where she would be gone at night, my dad would make us dinner. He always made a specialty Mac and worms Yes. where he would slice hot dogs down the middle and boil them. So they curled up and looked like worms, then stirred them up into Kraft Mac and cheese. It was the best. <laughs> Yeah. Where did about, you learn learn oh, that? Oh my goodness, I don't even know. We turned him into octopus. What we realized is that I think it worked the first time they thought it was a worm. And then of course it was just a lot of fun. But then we turned him into octopus. So if you slice <laughs> a hot dog all the way up to the nub and you do the same thing, they curl up and right. they look like spiders. Was or that octopus. by accident that you discovered? Yeah, this? I don't know. That could have been accident. Yeah. yeah. I can re I, yeah, maybe I did. But anyway, such a low budget, but so much fun. It whenever mom was gone, yeah, to a conference funny, or yeah. retreat or something. Dad, it, can we do back and worms? Oh, there were no back and rules. octopus. <laughs> no rules. I food especially. No food rules, especially. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Um cool. Last question. Uh, kind of similar to what I just asked, but um, could you give kind of maybe two or three tips of, of to, to any dads um, of kind of the biggest things you felt like you clung to, you and your wife clung to um, for whether that was things that helped, community, you name it, um, that really kind of helped you and supported you as, as parents. As yeah. Two dad. things come to mind immediately. Um, Micah, um, and one is, um, and I mentioned it, um, before it's, um, it's service and it's exposing your kids to, to serve and to serve mm. others. And, um, really that's a great way, not just to get them, um, involved in, in somebody else and something bigger or, or better than themselves, yeah. but it's also a great way to kind of, to, to kind of get them out of what the world says is mm. important. Um, yeah. and I, I believe God kind of created us with that, um, kind of that service shaped hole if you will yeah, sure. that really isn't even you find yourself when you serve it's not even so much that you that that you're giving as it is that what you're you're receiving so um that was neat and then there was something else that came to mind immediately i would say is just connecting with other parents um church is great right we 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 went through growing kids and, you know, or baby wise, the, the non uh, spiritual side uh, to that. And it was just sharing those experiences. <laughs> and when you think in, in um, that's, that's what it was. I wanted to say that yes. the things that we, I mean, we found ourselves crying ourselves to sleep with kids that were, it, it was like crying out to God and saying, God, how, how could our kid be that obstinate, that stubborn? <laughs> how could our kid be that disobedient? How could our kid do? And, and I remember God, as we prayed for that, and literally we, we were like, hold, I remember times holding my wife's hand, squeezing it yeah. and praying and, and crying and saying, and God almost audibly telling me, 
Mark, I will use the traits that you struggle with right now in their life to bring people to know me when they get older hmm. in a way that I can't use anybody else. And, and I remember saying that with such confidence and then just like, well, I hope I, I got, I hope you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now seeing some of the character traits right. that our kids have and that's them when they were kids. And it's some of the things that you were like, Oh God, why, how, how did we get a kid like that? And yet now you're like, Oh God, that's why we have a kid like that. Right. Yeah. And um, so that, that's neat. And so I just, that's encouragement to all you parents totally. out there that just, that just wonder how strong willed your kid could be. And how does that turn out? Well, it turns out well. Yeah. Right? And I'm here hearing to it from that. the other end of the, of the parenting cycle. Yeah. That's yeah. good to hear. And then connect yourselves with other believers that are going through good, strong Christian uh, books, you know, good, 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 solid biblical examples of how to raise families and then share failings and successes with each other. Sometimes we're sharing about kids smearing poop on walls and um, <laughs> always a good poop story. As a, as it a brings dad. people together. That's right. It's the thing that brings us together. <laughs> and other times it was successes like, you know, they actually peed in the toilet and not next to the toilet. Right, um, right. So, yeah. yeah. No, you got to have those relatable experiences. Um, as you're talking about, I, I, I have to mention a, a Holly Hartwig um, gem of advice that she told us. And, and Holly watched our, our daughter for um, a whole year, I think a little bit longer than a year. It was such a gift to us. But one of the things she mentioned to us too was that in your prayers, you would often pray, Lord, like we are doing our best, but would you fill in the gaps? And that just like rings so true to me and my wife Cosmo. And so that's something that we pray too of like, God, we're not perfect and we're trying our best, but Lord, would you just fill in all of the gaps that we're missing and knowing that God is so faithful to do so. Yeah. And a reminder for you dads out there that you, you, you're not moms and you, and you Amen. have wives that are great moms, they're nurturers, right. they're mothers, they're lovers. And so, um, yeah, you, you don't try to be a mom. You got, you got great moms out totally, there as, yeah. as your wives. And, um, like, like most of us, we married up and, and they, they, they're the mothers and, um, a lot of times just stand out of the mom's way. That's right. Grad dads and bomb moms. <laughs> Um, Mark, would you mind praying us out um, and um, praying, you know, for those force responder dads, um, those dads too, or maybe have experienced some grief and uh, um, and just uh, any dads in general? Yeah, I will. I'd love to do that. God, um, just thank you for the the ministry uh, Micah has this this passion that he has to just connect with dads in, in, in on any level in whatever way he can I pray that you continue to bless him and and his work with rad dads and continue to just encourage us as we listen and uh, to other dads going through some things I, I pray against the enemy God um, that that wants us to believe that we're something less than we should be as dads God especially in today's society when masculinity and fatherhood isn't necessarily really something to be celebrated and God mm. you you made us to be fathers of our families you made us to be husbands um, to to our wives and um, I just pray that you'd bless each and every dad listening here now I I, I ask for a special measure of 
um, comfort and love to those that have lost a, a loved ones, God, and that somehow as, as much as we, we can't even figure out how you'll do it, God, turn that loss and that pain into something that will glorify you, that will bring others to know you. And when we know you will, because you promised that God in, in Romans eight twenty eight. So thank you um, for what you're doing through Micah. Thank you for um, fathers and dads and pray that you would continue to give them wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon, God, as we um, seek to do the right thing, be the dads of our homes and the, and the, and the wives, uh, the husbands to our wives. We pray this all, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My name isn't Ben. That was episode 10. Thank you to all our listeners out there. Hope you are enjoying these interviews as much as I am. If you like this episode, please share it with a dad you know that you feel could use some encouragement. We are now both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you follow us on Spotify, hit that notification bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you follow us on Apple Podcasts and you like the episode, leave a five-star review and follow our show as we continue this journey of fatherhood. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you guys in June in a couple weeks in the coming episode of Rad Dads. Thank you.